Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Football Drop Podcast. I'm Will, and with me today, as always, is Benji. Evening, mate. How are you? Not bad, thank you. Yeah, not bad. How about you? Good. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Uh, I think we have to apologise to listeners now. We are a few days later than usual. So it is uh, currently Wednesday night, Wednesday 28th, quarter past eight in the evening. Uh, we've just busy bees, haven't we, mate? Just got uh, we're VIPs, aren't we now? Yeah, I think we are a couple of apologies actually. I think we got the lateness today, and also we didn't do the special, did we? We, we promised the special we did. before before <laughs> it was all over. You know, it was all over before it even began, really, wasn't it? The Super League. So we just decided to uh, to just leave it to Tuesday, to Monday, and then Monday got delayed. And yeah, we've just been out pubbing and clubbing, and you know. It was the Oscars, wasn't it? We had to go to that, and yeah, it was just a bit mad, wasn't it? And I'll tell you what, it was great, though, to uh, to actually do that interview with Anthony Hopkins when he won it. You know, I think it was great. He was a really nice it guy was great. when we interviewed him. What was really weird is he wasn't there, and you weren't there, but you still interviewed him. Was you was you at home with him? Yeah, mate. Do you not see him in the background? Uh, oh, I can't believe it. That I that he was, was there. No, I didn't know it was there. No. Oh, well, you, uh, yeah, you missed that. It's top man, top man. Top man, yeah. I wondered why you had a big smile on your face. Yeah. Explains it all now. Exactly. Right, enough of the bullshit. So let's cover <laughs> this, uh, this stupid European Super League then. So I'm Go sure on. everyone has, has probably heard about it all in the last sort of 10 days, 12 days or so. Um, 15 founder clubs. 12 were confirmed, three more to have joined, uh, with five people coming in. No relegations for the, the founding members. Uh, we'll be re- replacing Champions League and the Europa League, uh, and it would just be a round robin, basically, from from what I understand. 
lots of clubs all signed it behind the backs of everyone else, which obviously pissed off a lot of clubs, understandably so. Um, but uh, I think what else was there? There was a couple of other bits and pieces. What was your initial it, thoughts? So initial thoughts, right? Tried a few actually, which you'll be surprised to, to hear. So the first one <laughs> was greedy bastards. Yeah, how dare they go behind and do what they've done? It's it's you know because because what they're doing defeats the object the object of, of like all of football, doesn't it? You know, we've we've heard the what everybody's had to say and. You know, it goes all the way down to grassroots, doesn't it? And and you're affecting mm. all of those teams all the way down to grassroots because there's a lot of support from the big big clubs in the Prem and things like that. And you, and, and especially with the you know the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham going into it. I mean, who who the hell are we to say? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be because we've got a bit of money and we want a bit more money. Yeah. We're going to go and you know join this Super League and be playing the best teams week in, week out, and likely lose. We can't beat Everton, for fuck's sake, or Fulham. So how the fuck are we going to go to the Newcastle and beat them? And similarly, exactly, with Tottenham yeah. as well. They, you know, as soon as they get into a big game, they fucking bottle it. But we'll come on to that later. We will. Um, we will. I love how you've got the but, little dig in for Spurs early. Literally, yeah, I was talking to a listener the other day, and they was like, so I do love the fact that you just don't like praising Spurs, do you? I was like, no, it's not like we don't praise them. Now, I do recall we said that they were doing a very good job under Pochettino. And they were a good team. And I think they've still got some good players. So I'm just putting it on record now. We're not always slating Spurs. But they did bottle it in not, the end. Not always, just 99.9% of the time. Exactly. Um, do, do, do you know what, right? With this going back to Super League, do you know what really fucked me off and what really, really got to me? Um, quite a bit, and I'd say I'd say maybe a little bit more than actually the Super League was the fact that UEFA and FIFA were acting like they were the most legitimate organisations <laughs> in the world. Oh yeah, back. It's all about the money, and you're like, fuck off, UEFA, fuck off, FIFA. You're the most corrupt people in the world. Fact, right? Yeah. And then what really got to me was BT Sport and Sky, who have got the monopoly of the Premier League and the Champions League and could have lost some of that and they're going, oh no, they, that can't be on. That's that's really bad that they're monopolising football. You're like, come on, boys. If, if you guys genuinely think that, why don't you lower the subscriptions? Yeah. Because it's it's, it's, exactly. it's not affordable for the for the average person. We just, you know, I haven't got Sky Sports because I can't really afford it. So I just look at games as and when I can, watch matches a day and stuff like that. Yeah, Joe, I, I could not agree more with you. Um, I mean, my, my initial thoughts were, are you fucking joking? Um, you know, it's it's funny you touch on the, the sort of Arsenal and Spurs thing. Now, I'm not trying to dig Spurs out or anything like that at all. But if you're, you're trying to kind of find the reasons behind why these teams have been asked or invited to join, it's not necessarily because of their European history, because us and Spurs are a prime example of that. We've never won... Champions League, we never won the Europa League. We've both got to a Champions League final and we've got to a Europa League final. So we're not exactly European heavyweights from that regards. Um, the only thing that I can say to kind of back Arsenal up a bit is obviously throughout the Wenger years, we were always in the Champions League bar one season when we was in Europa. 
So you are a constant presence in Europe. We didn't really go anywhere, did we? We had one final. I think we had two semis, maybe three semifinals. So, I mean, from that regards, as you said, it's complete bullshit. It is just money-grabbing bastards that are running these clubs now. Um, I think it all kind of stemmed from... I mean, this I'm going off on a bit of a rant now. But it all stemmed from Abramovich buying Chelsea, paying off all their debts... And it was it was effect, it was essentially buying the league, wasn't it? You know, it's a massive hoo ha about it, and it's just it's just snowballed from there, really. These people that are buying these clubs, they're not interested in the club; they're just interested in turning it into a business. But ten years ago, everyone was praising Arsenal, especially for the way we were run. We were run as a professional outfit, as a business, turning over a tidy profit. Yeah, we didn't spend loads of money on players, but we did buy some players from time to time. So everyone was praising that, but now it's a case of actually it's gone too far that way. The, the owners are just scraping every penny out of the, the sort of diehard fans. I mean, obviously, you know, I know for a fact I was a season ticket over last year and COVID screwed up most of that anyway. So I got to about 15 games, I think it was, or 12 games throughout the whole season. Then it got cancelled and then I thought, you know what, there's no point renewing a season ticket. It was like £1,200 to watch a shower of shit play football. So what's the point? And it has all stemmed from these these sort of rich Russian oil tycoons and you know the Arab oil money and whatever that have come into these these clubs and essentially bought the league. Yeah, it's great that they've helped those clubs and those fans of those clubs to a certain extent will love it because I mean Man City had a bit of a history, but not much. And all of a sudden they come come out flying and they've been you know a heavyweight for the last ten years in the Premier League. And, you know, all credit to them. They've had good managers, but they have thrown money at it and bought these, these trophies. But to then be part of this European Super League, to get more money, is £300 million each club was guaranteed just for signing on the dotted line. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you it's say about the, uh, the owners as well, actually, because the, these owners, they're not the supporters of the clubs like they used to be. You've got the likes of the Glazier family at United who are just there to, like I say, make a tidy profit. They don't go to the games. There's no, they're not supporters. There's no passion there. We look at Crontown, and I was going to come on to that a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, we look at Crontown and, and his family, and again, they don't go to any of the games. They, they're just. It's just a business to them. I think Abramovich is now the same, isn't it? I don't think I don't think he goes to any of the games anymore. Uh, the like you said about the Arab money with Man City, PSG, um, and and plus, there's you know there's so much of that now, isn't there? Um, they're not football fans. They are just there for a business to spend the money and get the best players and win as much as they can to make as much money as they can. And that was what the Super League was about. Yeah, precisely. I mean, my, I think we spoke about this, obviously, in the first sort of day or two that it came out. Obviously, we've got a couple of WhatsApp groups of the, the football lads anyway. And if it was an off-season competition, similar to how like, the Euros are played, for example, then I could kind of see something like that working where you draw, you know, play five games over the, the summer breaks or whatever, coming into it, or just as the season's end, doing five one year, five the next, and then you're in sort of a, a knockout or something like that every other year. 
I could I could kind of get behind that because you know they are blockbuster games. You know, there's no getting away from that. You know, that was a quote that I think it's Florentino Perez come out with. People do want to see these these big heavyweights, but like for, as an Arsenal fan, 100% we want to see us play the likes of Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona because it does match up to where we hope we will be. You know, as you you rightly said, there's no we haven't got hope in hell of winning, but. As an Arsenal fan, you would want to see that. And same as Barcelona fans would like to see them play Real Madrid. You know, I know PSG and Bayern aren't in it, but those big teams, you know, Man United, Man City, they like those ones because they're not in their leagues, whatever. And it is an off chance that you face them in the, the, obviously the Champions League, the way it is at the moment. So I do, I kind of understand the idea behind it, but you can't execute it that way. It's just a complete fuck up. From start to finish, it's a complete fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the whole the whole world agrees with you. Um, I think there was a, obviously the odd few that, that sort of said, "Yeah, of course, I want to see my team play Barcelona week in, week out." That's that's what I want. I want to see them play Real Madrid, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Juventus, um, and and the likes. But it can't be like that, can it? it it's got to no. be the Champions League format whether it's the Champions League I, I, I don't know I quite like it personally but if that has to change that has to change but yeah we can't you can't just say no no because we've got the most money we're going to play you week in week out how, how is that fair on the likes of Leicester and West Ham exactly busted to get into the top four Leicester deserve to be there this season and I'm sure that they're going to be here by the by the end of the season mm. it's just it was just ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. I'm, I'm pleased the fans all got together and put a stop to it. But I think, as I said, it's now for these these organisations, these these TV shows, channels, whatever, broadcasting companies to say, actually, in hindsight, we've monopolised this a lot. We're, we're either going to give it give a chance to the BBC can have a few more games or we're going to lower our prices or what they're going to do. I don't know, but something's got to change with, yeah. with that. It's just ludicrous to, to have, you know, a Sky Sports and then there's, I think there's, there's two or three different packages on Sky Sports depending on which one you can have. Cost different amounts of money. BT Sport. So, you know, you're looking at, for, for Sky and BT, I think you're looking for nigh on 100 quid with Sky. Oh, yeah, so that um, is... You know, it's absolutely outrageous numbers that you are talking. And as you said, you know, with the packages, make it simple. Even if it was 15 quid a month, you know, most fans would understand and pay 15 quid a month if they're not season ticket holders. Yeah. If they've got these games. But when you've got games where you've just got constantly the big teams playing against each other, it's great for a while. But the glamour does take the shine off it after a while when you're playing them so regularly. You know, back in the day, when it was Arsenal versus United, we were, for sort of four, five, six years, both fighting each other for the titles. It was interesting because they were cagey affairs. And it was, it, they were they were the glamour ties. But watching Arsenal and United now was a lot of, lot of shit. You know, they're boring games. And same as if you're playing Barcelona for six weeks out of 12, you're going to get bored of it because it just gets monotonous. That's why, as you rightly said, you know the Champions League format the way it is works. I think their their sort of revamp has already already sort of said to the big clubs, "All right, we'll take what you do, what you want on board. We'll, we'll sort of bend over backwards for you to a certain extent." Because it is giving them a few more games, 
but it's just pandering to these big, bigger, well-known sort of super heavyweights or whatever you want to call them. It's just, yeah, yeah it's just not on. I wonder, actually, maybe we can start the movement, but I wonder whether we need to get with these fans that was, that was protesting outside Stamford Bridge, outside the Emirates, outside the Etihad, Old Trafford, and randomly Ellen Road. But we, we need to get we need to get behind them, get these fans and get and get protesting outside Sky HQ, outside BT HQ, and you know start demanding that some of these prices are, are reduced because they were saying, you know, that, that we can't monopolise football like this when they've just done the exact same thing. Yeah, um, it's a good shout. But yeah, if, if yeah, if anyone's interested, meet us up there. Yeah, messages first because you know we're we're unreliable at the best of time. We can't even get a podcast on time, so probably <laughs> organising a protest might not be the most ideal scenario. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we just get somebody who's good at organising stuff, and then they can organise it, and then we'll just be like, "Oh shit, yeah, we forgot. Damn it." We'll we'll just turn up. We can just do what we're doing now. Just be like, "Oh, can someone just give us a call on Teams? We'll go on video. We'll start just shouting abuse at Sky. <laughs> we can do that. That's fine." Absolutely fine. What do on a day that's convenient, though? We can't just do any day. We're busy boys. Oh, no, exactly. VIPs, we are doing absolutely fuck all just forgetting and being lazy bastards. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the, the Super League is dead and buried. Um, I don't think it's going to be buried forever. Obviously, Perez is still saying, no, nothing's uh, it's not over. You've all agreed. You signed a contract, blah, 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 blah. There's always a way out of a contract. Always away. Oh. You know, we're not it lawyers, will still rumble on though. It will still rumble on. There will still be things to come from this. It's not like of course it's it not ended yet. No, and I think there's gonna be a lot of backstabbing behind the scenes still as well. Um I just like from from the English club's perspective, the other fourteen clubs that are in the Premier League at the moment are absolutely outraged by it all, and rightly so. But there's only so much they can do. But they need to get together and just, and the Premier League needs to really enforce this and just say, right, you're all penalised. You're all docked points. So you're not going to be in the Champions League next season. You're not going to be in this, not going to be in that. Because they've all rightly, they've all come out and said, we're not part of this league. We don't want anything to do with it. Now fucking penalised a lot of them. Dock them 15, 20 points. I mean, that'll probably mean we're relegated to Championship. Fucking damn right. You know, even as an Arsenal fan, that's what we deserve as a club. Because, or not as a club, but as the owners deserve to be hit in the pocket. Trouble is, you, if you do that, you you go in and you get again. You're penalising the fans, the players, the manager, the coaching staff. You're yeah. penalising those guys who had absolutely nothing to do with it. Give them a fine. Make the club pay a fine if, if that's if you want to do something like but you're that. You're still penalising the club, then, aren't you? And you're whatever right. happens. Maybe, the club's going to be paying, say it's £100 million, just for argument's sake. How are they going to get that? The owners are not going to pay that because it's because you're charging the club or you're, you're placing the fine to the club. So who's going to pay for it? Us as fans. You know, your burger and chips when you're at the stadium is going to be 86 quid instead of £82 like it currently is. <laughs> you know, your beers that are like £6 are going to be £8 or £10. Your hot dog's going to be £9, £10. And us fans, we're always going to pay the brunt of it. Season tickets are going to go up. I mean, how they could justify that is beyond me for the, you know, the sort of quality of football we're playing. But 
we will always be suffering for that and we'll always pay the price. I think that's what pisses yeah, me off need, about football at the moment. There needs to be something, doesn't there? <clears throat> but look at the German teams. Bayern and Dortmund said, fuck off, we don't want to do it. Because they're owned by fan groups and fans. Yeah. 51%. So 100%, you know, uh, like the Arsenal proposed takeover, for example. This Daniel E.K. or Eek or whatever his name is, the Spotify owner. He could go in and say, oh, I want to buy it. But he'll, he'll only ever own 49%. And fan groups will own the 51%. Whether it's through multiple companies funding, however it's structured. You know, I'm not too sort of in the know from that regards. But the fans will have the final say. The actual true fans of the club have a final say on what the fuck happens with that club. Now, there's pros and cons, but I don't see why we don't adopt that in England because the fans are so passionate. I know most fans are a little bit stupid, you know, watching them riot against them, <laughs> beat, beat up their own fans, but they're passionate enough to know what they want be- uh, best for their clubs. So, yeah, that's my rant done. Finished. Anything you wanted to add? No, nah, mate. I think I think the Super League is is done, dead, buried with a bit of luck. Let's uh, let's take this a bit further and get onto these other organisations and tell them stop being wankers. Yeah, there's got to be something. Something needs to be done drastically to change it. Get rid of the the sort of power in the big clubs. Spread it out because it just went against everything that not just English football, but football was based on. It's all based on merit. You, know, you do get the underdog, the David and Goliath stories. That's what makes football, that's what makes people fall in love with football, sorry. You, know, you get these small teams. You know, Huddersfield coming up into the Premier League was, holy shit, how have they done that? Brighton. Yeah, Brighton. Bournemouth. You know, they, mm. they were historically small clubs, but they come in and they're fighting it with the big wigs. So hopefully Tottenham. something happens. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's let's move on to Tottenham then. So Sunday we had Carabao Cup final. Did you watch it? Or did yeah. you catch any of it? Did I watch it? Did I watch it? That is I want to say, yeah. That is the question of the day. Did you watch it? I'm fairly confident I did, yeah. Okay. Boring game, wasn't it? <laughs> until about 70 something minutes or 80 minutes when uh, City scored it was a boring shit game Spurs they just didn't look like they wanted to win the game they looked scared of yeah, losing and City weren't on fire either they looked pretty poor they did not look as sharp as normal no they didn't and I think it was one of those games where they they sort of, they, they both kind of sat back Tottenham a lot more. Yeah. Um, City was were going forward a lot more. Tottenham made a few silly mistakes, playing very negative football. You know, making some strange decisions, passing the ball backwards rather than going forwards. It was just, it was just a typical. And I know we've said it a couple of times, but it, it genuinely was a, a bottle job when it, it it was yeah, the bottlers. I think so. That, yeah, I think so. And I, I know we spoke off air, but obviously the what Jamie Carragher came out with is a, an interesting yeah. stat of their last Spurs' last five finals, they haven't scored in the first 90 minutes. That's incredible in finals. I know you're always going to be a little bit cagey, especially if it's your first final, 
you know, we know Spurs don't get to that many finals in their their uh, long history, shall we say? But they always seem to just not turn up on that final hurdle. You know, a couple of seasons ago, when they was in Champions League final, I think yeah, they were underdogs, but everybody knew they could give Liverpool a game, and they just didn't yeah. do it. You know, they beat City in the run to the final, and that was an absolutely hectic game. I remember watching. I was in a pub down in Brighton. I remember watching it. It was just an incredible game. Just end to end, you thought, Christ, how many goals is it going to be? It could have been eight, eight, nine, all, ten, all. There's so many chances, but defence was just null and void. It just didn't exist. It was just ten men up front for each side, pretty much. So you think they could have done that, and then they just absolutely capitulated and did nothing. And the same yeah. again on Sunday. Yes, it wasn't a capitulation, but as you said, they sat back and just looked like they had no idea what to do. You've got perhaps the most dangerous uh, striker in the league in Harry Kane. You've got Son, who's a fantastic sort of partner slash backup for him. They work very well together. Their assists and goal record together is absolutely unreal. They did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. Lucas Moura, he's a very good player. Did nothing. Poor. Yeah, really poor. uh, Yeah, you've basically taken all the words out of my mouth there. I was going (laughs) to say, you know, they've got one of the best strike force in, in the Premier League at the moment. And, and couldn't seem to get it working. They were just playing so negative, so negative, so defensive. City were, were, were sort of all over and, and missed a few chances. Um, so, it, you know, it could have been a complete annihilation, but City, like you say, just weren't on board. And I'm a little bit worried that they're playing tonight, aren't they, City? I'm a little bit worried mm. for them tonight against PSG. Depends what yeah, team turns up, down. isn't it? 1-0 down. Who? Uh, City are? City are 1-0 down, yeah, against PSG. They are away okay. from home. Marquinhos scored. Um, so, so I, yeah, I am just a little bit worried for them tonight because, again, they, they, didn't, they didn't turn up in a big game, really. They were, their strike force at the moment doesn't, it seems to have gone down a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed it, but with... Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Sterling, Dunlapin. not good. No, Sterling's not cutting it. Um, not not silver, sorry. Uh, it's Jesus Aguero. It's, it's just not. Well, it's not I, right. I'm not sure. Yeah, Joe, I totally agree. And I thought that on Sunday. So they had Aguero on the bench. Why would you not start him? He's, yeah. I know we can't play every game anymore, but surely you're going to start him in a League Cup final, especially as they've already announced this is last season. Let him out there. Let him bang in a load of goals. Let him go out on a high. You know, play yeah, him in your big game. The league, they've pretty much wrapped up the league. Wrestling for the league, play him in Champions League, play him in any cup game you've got left. But no, they just didn't do it. It just it just baffles me. Just absolutely baffles me. Jesus does not look up for it. He does not look like he's he's got enough in him to be able to, to lead that, which then opens it up to who are they going to get to replace Aguero in the summer? Are they going to get someone to replace Jesus as well? Now, part of me hopes not. Harry Kane goes there. <clears throat> One, because it fucks Spurs over. But two, you can see Kane banging in 30-35 in the league. Mm. You know, the amount of chances they create. But no, going back to your point, you know, they don't look as lethal up front, but they're not playing with the striker, are they? They're sort of playing with Ferran Torres up front, Sterling up front. Uh, Bernardo Silva's been sort of cutting and dropping up up there sometimes. 
they're doing that sort of false number nine role, which predominantly um, generally works for them. You know, 95% of the time it works for them. But if someone's got an organized defense. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They're knackered. They can't do anything about it. She do need that. So tonight, tonight, they've got um, Mares out on the right. De Bruyne in the middle and Foden on the left, so they're playing like they're playing a four-three-three. And yeah, they've got Jesus and Aguero on the bench, and you think, what? You're not, you're not using De Bruyne in his in his right capacity there. Foden's been excellent, and Mares has been excellent this season. Yeah, they have been very good, but they're just not banging in the goals that we're accustomed to. And now maybe that's a detriment to them because they have been so lethal, up, you know, up top. For so many years, you know, you'd regularly see them winning sort of four nil, five one, five twos, week in, week out. It, it's very rarely you get a one nil or a two one win from them. It has become a little bit more recent, you know, the, the last season, you know, season just gone to this season. Sorry. So maybe there there is an issue there, but maybe it's a case of okay, let's bring in a a main man up top, not necessarily a target man, but an out and out striker. To have a focal point to lead that attack. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think that they'll be in for a big striker, whether it'll be Haaland and Mbappe or. You reckon Mbappe? I don't think he'd ever go there. I don't think he'll go there, but that's what I'm saying. I think they'll go for a big striker. They'll try and oh, get something like that in. Um, I'm just trying to think of who, who else is sort of, you know, youngish and up and coming. Maybe uh, the uh, Felix at Atletico, someone like that. Joe Felix. But again, he's not really a striker, is he? He's more of a... I don't know, I kind of see him as more of like a, um, a Bernardo Silva type of player, where he can score goals, but he's more of a playmaker. Than a goal scorer, yeah, he's he could be transformed like Aguero 
and he could just be yeah. a creative forward where he bangs in all the goals for fun. Who knows? But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I know we've we've said it for so many weeks on this uh, on this podcast now, but this summer is going to be an absolutely crucial summer for so many clubs, and it's going to be hopefully a fun one, especially with the Euros as well. So many clubs are going to just are they going to just sort of throw caution to the wind now that COVID's starting to to kind of be pushed behind us now? They just build and say, right, fuck it, let's go, let's get who we can. And, and sort of build from there, right off our losses for this year and, and move on. Mm. Who knows? So moving on then. So latest news this week is Nagelsmann to Bayern Munich. Record uh, compensation fee has been announced, sort of 25 million. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to do really well there. He's obviously proven um, how good he is, especially in Germany. And I think, yeah, he should get that team working again. Uh, is it? Was it Flick? Hansi Flick, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't think of his actual name, but I got it right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, I think he was he was on to something, but yeah, it, it just didn't quite gel for him, did it? In the end, and and Bayern need to be winning the Champions League, don't they? Or yeah. or at least getting into the the semis. Uh, at the very least. So him going out early for them probably wasn't too great. So, yeah, good signing for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah I completely agree. Um, I know Spurs were sort of linked with him and the rumours were sort of going around, but I do question how close they really were. Because, you know, we're in Germany, if they want to do some sort of business, they go and do it and it's wrapped up within you know hours or days. But in England, it takes weeks to get these sort of deals over the line. So why can they do that in Germany? I'll go back to the sort of side of, is it because of the structure? Fans say, all right, we want this person. So they just go, okay, we'll go and do it. You know, I, I just don't really understand it. But that is a great signing for them. I do hope Nagelsmann can, can kind of handle that pressure. So I know Red Bull have spent a lot of money, invested a lot of money in football over the recent seasons. But with Bayern, as you said, you know, if they're not winning Champions League, they don't care. You no, know, Pep eventually left because he didn't get anywhere in the Champions League. Yeah, he won back-to-back leagues for four years on the spin. That's nothing for them. It's, it's, it's almost like Real Madrid. You can come third in the league every season. They don't really care. If you win the Champions League, who cares about the league? As long as you win the Champions League every season, that is literally all they care about. And, you know, fair play to them. And their, their team's already sort of they're already built up that way. It is they're playing as a, a sort of European style. Mm. So yeah, it could be. Uh, I think it's going to prove to be a very good bit of business for Bayern. Annoyingly, so uh, they've got a squad. They've got a fantastic squad there. So someone who can work with the youngsters. They've got a lot of hotshot youngsters coming up, and that are playing sort of fairly regularly anyway. Add a couple more into the mix, and I think they're going to be flying. Yeah, I agree. Um, so just moving on quickly then, before we get on to the, the scores from last week, because I know we're, we're all desperate to hear if the comeback is still on. Uh, what is it, 6-2, um, isn't it? 6-3, six, six, mate, 6-3. 6-3, is it? I've got the Leeds-Liverpool one right, didn't I? Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so Arsenal take over. Yeah, 
I don't really know how to feel about this, if I'm completely honest with you. Because we all had this feeling of, oh, that's good. Cronky's going to buy Arsenal and he's got some money. He said he's going to spend some money on us. And he, he hasn't, really. <laughs> so it is, yeah. uh, we said that with uh, Alex Arusmanov. Yeah, he used to be one of our largest shareholders prior to Cronky taking over. He'd already expressed his interest in in sort of buying us out completely and, and sort of buying up more and more shares. And we said, oh, no, we don't want you. So we sold it and, and buck it off. I think he owns a lot of Everton now. He's got quite a yeah, large stake does. in Everton. Yeah. So I, I kind of take it as it comes, I think, at the moment. You know, you've got to be careful what you wish for. He is a little bit more forward-thinking than Cronky. He's got no experience in the sector, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Um, but the fact that he's got a couple of the Invincibles on board, I think is is definitely a, a good thing. But the way I kind of see it as well is you've got to look at it from an external point of view. How bad is our club at the moment? If we've got to get an internet billionaire to get some ex-players to almost lobby to change our club. Now, how far have we dropped? Yeah, far, really far. We're, we're, we're almost at getting to rock bottom, I think. Um, I think there could be some good coming from it. You, you know, we said that we don't necessarily agree with the monopoly of football and this is, you know, almost glorifying that by saying, yeah, we've got a billionaire coming to buy us and he's going to sort all the issues out and, you know, buy all the big players and win the league with the money. Which I think as an Arsenal fan, it's important that that's not what happens. We run the club properly. Mm. And I hope with the ex-football footballers coming in, like the likes of Vieira, Bergkamp and Henri, they put that back into the club because they were there when... You know, we built that club up. Yeah, okay, we spent some money on those players, but it wasn't it wasn't big, big money like that, like it is now. It wasn't. No, it, it was a team. It was a proper team, winning games, winning trophies, properly run football club. If they can bring that back, fantastic. If they can't, let's not let's not worry about it. Yeah, and Joe, I was listening to uh, another podcast. It's an Arsenal dedicated one, the Tuesday Club with uh, Alan Davis. Yeah. And they they sort of raise an interesting point of there's no real sort of senior staff at Arsenal at the moment that are real Arsenal DNA sort of guys. You know, Per Mertesacker, he was very loyal to the club and you know, I think he's doing he's doing a very good job with the Academy. But he's not an Arsenal DNA man. He's not been brought up through the youth ranks and sort of been around the club for a vast majority of his career. It was the latter end of Per's career. Arteta, I think he's only here for what four seasons? Is it four or five seasons maybe before he left? And he went to Man City mm. and now he's come back. And he sort of keeps preaching about this is the Arsenal way and we've got to do it this way. And yeah, I do I kind of agree with him to a certain degree. But then you've got Edu as well, who he wasn't at the club for that long. And you think if these people go, who's gonna come and replace them? And then who's gonna be able to sort of bring that old school historic Arsenal ethos around the club. There's no one there to do that. And I get you can't hold on to history forever, but you still need that DNA in the club. I think that's what worries me about the future of what's kind of going on, you know. 
But we haven't got anything like that, have we? We haven't got anything like that at the moment. In terms of the, the board, the ownership, you've got Kronke, Stan Kronke, um, Edu, it's Vinny, it's just... Yeah, it's uh, it's a hard <laughs> situation. Yeah, I'm just trying to move her out of the way. She's been a pain in the arse. <laughs> So... Mate, where'd that baseball get that come from? <laughs> I'd like to point out I've not got a baseball bat. It's okay. <laughs> so right, let's move on. You know, let's have enough about all the, the crap that's going on in our club at the moment. Go let's go on to the predictions. So I kind of uh, cocked it up a little bit. I didn't write the matches that was next to the scores, but I did it in order oh. from the Chelsea game. So Chelsea Brighton was the first game. That was last Tuesday. So you went for a 3 0. I went for a 2 0, and it ended 0 0. So, yeah, that was a bit shit. That was a very boring game as well. I thought Chelsea would get a couple of goals, but Brighton had a man sent off, and Chelsea still didn't do anything. Let's go again. So, with the, um, the Chelsea Brighton game. I'm glad we're having this podcast, mate, so we can listen back and you can actually hear it twice now. Uh, I thought Chelsea would score a few goals <laughs> against Brighton, especially if Brighton got a, a player sent off as well. But, uh, yeah, apparently they decided not to turn up and obviously wait until their next game and play properly. So we both uh, we got zero points on that one. Uh, next, that next game was Aston Villa again. Uh, sorry. Spurs against Southampton. So yeah, Tottenham Southampton. Then you, would you remember what you went for? Ah, uh, no, I can't remember. He went for a one-all, mate. He went for a one-all. And do you know what I went for? The correct answer. I, I went for two-one to Tottenham, and uh, it it ended. Have you got the scores in front of you there? Or do you want me to to read them out, mate? No, uh, no, go on, read them out, mate. Go on. Okay, it ended two-one to Tottenham. So uh, I'm actually on seven points now. Seven. That is seven. Just just for the listener's perspective, I'm just holding up seven fingers to Will on the camera. So he knows it's seven. 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 Uh, So next game was Aston Villa against uh, Man City. That was on Wednesday night. Uh, You went for for a nil-nil, which was surprising. I, I went for a 2-1 win to Man City. Uh, you're smirking, so you know the score. It was 2-1 to Man City. So uh, that, that's eight points to me. Uh, moving onwards, Leicester against West Brom. You went for a 2-1 Leicester win. I went for a 2-0 Leicester win, and it was 3-0. So we both both kind of mess it up, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then next one, don't really want to talk about it too much. Arsenal Everton, you went for a 1 0 to Arsenal, I went for a 2 1 Arsenal, and Everton beat us for the first time at the Emirates. So fantastic work to Everton, well done. Now leave us alone. Uh, moving on, Liverpool Newcastle, uh, you went for uh, sorry, you went for a 1 0 to Liverpool. I went for a 3 0 Liverpool, ended 1 1. I was surprised at that. That's a massive, massive point for Newcastle, isn't it? 
big VAR controversy in that as well. As um, always. I feel like we just do the same episode of this podcast week on week now. We always talk about Newcastle grabbing a couple of points to get them to safety, and there's always a fucking VAR call. Yeah, ridiculous. They they should have had Newcastle should have had two goals. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That was surprising. One draw though. Was it? Was that the game where you had the red card? No, it wasn't. Was it? Uh, no. West Ham was the red card. Balbuena. For kicking the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, we won't go into that too much. I'll be honest. I've I've only seen a clip of it. I haven't seen the whole oh. thing, so I can't talk loads about it. Ludicrous, mate. So, yeah, yeah, just a bit, mate. Uh, next game then was, so I'm just trying to do this on my phone at the same time, was West Ham Chelsea. So that ended as a 1-0 Chelsea. We both got that wrong, mate. You went for a 2-1 Chelsea win. I went for 2 all draw. So that was um, a tidy game, I guess, for Chelsea, getting a, a nice 1-0 win. Sorted, game over. So that was uh, fairly straightforward. Next one, Sheffield United against Brighton. Massive upset in that one. Sheffield United winning 1-0. Uh, first win under Paul Bettany. Is it Paul Bettany? What's his name? Heckinbottom. That's his name. Yeah. Heckinbottom. <laughs> Close, mate. Paul Bettany's Close. an actor. <laughs> I think he's in one of the Marvel films. So, yeah, pop that one up. Um, yeah, we both got that wrong. You went 3-0 Brighton. I went 1-0 Brighton. So, that was a, a complete cock-up. So, you've got zero points so far. Uh, next game, Wolves against Burnley. Do you know what? I completely missed this game. So, looking at this just before the uh, we started recording was quite a surprise. Have you seen it? Or did you miss yeah, it as well? Like 4-0, wasn't it? 4-0 to Burnley at Wolves. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Burnley have ever scored four goals in a game, have they? <laughs> outrageous. Then, then, I, I don't know if you saw, but they went to the corner flag and was protecting the ball at 4 0 out. Four Did they? Out. <laughs> the corner flag. Like, no way. Time. But Burnley, you, you have to worry about that. <laughs> 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 Fucking good on Burnley, mate. Good on them. But yeah, that was, that's a surprising one. I did not see that one coming at all. Um, Leeds against Man United. Boring nil-nil draw, considering the amount of goals they've both scored and conceded this season. Uh, you went for a three-two United win. That was very uh, ambitious, there, mate. I must say. Looking back, hindsight's a great thing, though, isn't it? <laughs> Look back, like, yeah. Oh no, it's completely wrong. Uh, I just went for a one-all <laughs> draw, so we both got that one up. Um, and then the next one was Aston Villa against West Brom, which was quite surprising as well, actually. Two-all draw. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. Great response. <laughs> I don't know if you realise the listeners cannot see the video. They just hear things. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you went for a 2-1 to uh, to West Brom. I went 2-0 Villa. Uh, so we both got it wrong. So I'm on eight points. And you're on three because you did get the, the Liverpool-Leeds one last week. So the comeback has been halted for now then, mate. Mm. How'd you feel? A little disappointed in myself, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you look it, you sound it. 
I'm sure the listeners are going to think, oh my God, is he all right? No, he's not. Get some flowers sent to your door, some chocolate, some sweets, some Pepsi Max. Who'll be in your element? Yeah, I will be. I will <laughs> be. But no, I'm, I'm back on it this week, mate. I've been gymming and eating well. Other than the Mackies that I had tonight. <laughs> I, was just say, I was just about to dob you in then because you yeah. had McDonald's earlier. <laughs> yeah, but it was only because Jack had, your little boy had, uh, he had football club tonight. So we come out of there, we got a Mackies. I was going through the drive-thru. I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to be good tonight. I'm going to go home and cook the chicken that I've got out. I'm going to be good. And yeah. then I accidentally asked for a burger. Uh, I hate when that happens. Like, I accidentally ordered KFC for me and Laura earlier. Just... I don't know how it happens. Like, Just Eat just loaded up on my phone, ordered it, even used my card, and I had to put in all my card details. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's just really strange. How's Jack yeah, getting on with football? You do it, and you have to eat it then, didn't you? Well, yeah, exactly. It's rude not to. Although, I did have Laura. So, Laura passed her test on Friday. So, she's now... Uh, she's let loose on the road. And I'm not some... going out anymore. No, exactly. I was going to say, just, just stay at home. I know you live on the other side of Ramsgate. Don't walk, just lock yourself in. It's safer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the delivery driver also had a Micra. So she stood there and went, oh my God, look, it's another Micra. Uh, to which case I replied, just get up and get the fucking food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pointing at the window. <laughs> just get the door then. So yeah. How's Jack getting on at the football club anyway? Is he enjoying it? Oh, mate, he loved it tonight. He absolutely loved it. He was getting involved. He was scoring some goals. Yeah, it was just, it was so nice to watch. I bet. So if the European Super League came into effect, half of these schemes would just go bust because that, that money would not be filtering down anymore. So it's just another prime example of how much it can potentially affect an everyday life, not even necessarily full-on football fans, just anyone generally that wants their, their kids to get into a sport. So just to uh, throw it back in there with some relevancy. Yeah. Should we quickly do the scores for the weekend? Uh, yeah, go on then. So we've got... Uh, Southampton-Lister on Friday. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. No, you crack on, mate. Because I'm, I've got them all in front of me. So you can keep all the scores and stuff and predictions written down. So right, Southampton-Lister. Okay. Was that Friday, did you say? Friday, yeah. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Leicester win. 2-0 Leicester? Okay, Mm. I'm going to go 2-1. Okay. I think you might be right there, actually, with that one. Um, Then Saturday fixtures, we've got Palace uh, City. Palace City. 3-0 City. Uh, 3-0 City, I'm going to have 2-0 then. 2-0, okay. Brighton Leeds. Uh, 1-0. 1-1, not a bad shot, I think Leeds are going to scrape that 2-1. Oh, okay. Uh, Chelsea Fulham. 2-0 Chelsea. So I think they're going to rest a few players ready for Real Madrid the following week. But still win. Okay. Yeah, I must say, actually, let's just touch on that quickly. They played very well yesterday against Real Madrid. Nullified uh, Modric, Casemiro and Cruz absolutely amazingly. 
Uh, and Golo Kante proving that he is, in fact, two people on the pitch, as always. Just it, honestly, the, the guy is unreal. Benzema banged in a beauty, though, didn't he? Pardon? Benzema banged in a beauty. Oh, though, what he? a goal that was. He had no right to score from there either. What control with the little cushion header and then sort of that the sort of overhead slash sidekick. Absolutely bloody brilliant goal. Bloody yeah. brilliant goal. He scored 20 cent goals already this season. He's so yeah. he's so underrated. So underrated. Yeah. It, well, he's been hit and miss, but yeah, he, he was he has been great this season. Hmm. Uh next is Everton Villa. Uh, what did you guess for Chelsea Fulham, sorry? Oh sorry, one nil, Chelsea. One nil. Alright. Uh, Everton Villa. Oh, I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Nil-nil. Yeah. I, I think Everton's going to win that one, one-nil. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Newcastle, Arsenal. I'll go with my heart, not my head, and go for a two-nil win for Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-one draw. Wow, going against your club. Oh, not going against them, is it? I didn't say it was a loss. I just, think, I just don't think we're up for a win. Oh, backstabber. United. Unbelievable. United Liverpool. Oh, is that this weekend? Yeah. I'm going to go for a one all draw. 1-1. One, one. I think United are going to just edge that one. 1-0. One, I suppose it is at Old Trafford, isn't it? No, I'm going to stick with it. No, I'm going to stick with it, one all. Spurs, Sheffield United. Sheffield United, 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go for a... a oh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Tottenham win. 2-0. I'm going to go for a 4-0 Tottenham win. Joe, you know I was thinking uh, there, there could be a goal fest, but I, did, I wasn't brave enough to say it. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be you might be on something there. Two or three, maybe a four nil. So you got West, uh, uh, sorry, West Brom Wolves. Joe, you know I'm going to go for a one nil West Brom win. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a, a nil nil. Nil nil. And then. So that's 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 Monday at six. So we should get that one. And then Burnley West Ham at eight fifteen. Do you want to do that one, or should we leave that one? Uh, we'll leave that one because we'll be recording probably then anyway. And we'll just kind of skip one and see how we do. I think yeah. Sounds good to me. Cool, excellent. Well, it's a good weekend of football actually, especially for bank holiday. Yeah, and my birthday, mate. And my birthday. Ripe old age of 21 again. 21 again? Can't you been 21 for 15 years now? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what you got planned for the weekend? Much? Uh, family barbecue. Nice. Which would be nice. Out for lunch on Sunday. And then Monday, <laughs> I'm going to attempt to plaster. Oh, okay. I might pop round and have a look then. Yeah, have a laugh. That'll be interesting. I might even do some plastering. I haven't seen what it's Aye. like. I think we can all do that. 
maybe Jack can give us that as well. He can do the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get Nate or Conman. They wouldn't get a reach. No, exactly. Bless them. Sorry, lads. Sorry. Cool. Right, I think that's about it then for this week. Cool, mate. Have a good seven days. Enjoy it. And you, mate. And uh, you. And I'll speak to you soon. Catch you soon. Take it easy. Bye-bye. See you later, mate. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.